Essentially, it's what advertisement grows on. If you get this product, you won't have to suffer. If you get this vehicle, you won't have to suffer. If you get this vacuum sealer for your food, your food won't go bad and you won't have to suffer. If you take these pills, if you take these things, you won't have to suffer. And then you listen to all the side effects and you're like, hmm, Fado? I don't think so. But not only do we have Tylenol, but we have extra strength Tylenol. Not only do we have extra strength Tylenol, but we have like extra, extra strength Tylenol. You don't have to suffer. Don't worry about suffering. We'll take care of it. We'll medicate it. We'll do something. We'll distract ourselves from the truth. And that's what Jesus gets at today. Pick up your cross and follow me. I have to go and suffer. And Peter tells him, no, absolutely not. Why would you need to suffer? Forbid it. Jesus tells him, you're thinking as a human being. You're not thinking as God does. You're not thinking in the truth. And so suffering is part of our experience of life. And we can follow Jesus. So the real mystery is, is before we suffer anything in our life, Jesus has already suffered everything on the cross. Absolutely everything. And I'm not talking about the physical suffering that that was, the stations of the cross. The emotional suffering. Being betrayed by friends. Being left for dead. Being beaten. Carrying a cross through people that... He loved excruciatingly, painfully. And nobody even noticed. And so, in our life, though, of that suffering, why do we suffer? We suffer because we love. The only reason why we suffer is because we love. One of the many reasons why we suffer. Because when I choose to love you towards an unknown future, that means suffering. To a broken world, that means suffering. But Jesus is inviting us into that. And so there's a part in our life that we can get to Jeremiah. And I absolutely love the words of Jeremiah. That's why I smirk when I hear the words of Jeremiah. Lord, I've been duped and I let myself be duped. Lord, I'm following you in my life. I'm following you in marriage. I'm following you in priesthood. I'm following you in religious life. And yet... I feel like I'm suffering. I feel like people are mocking me. I feel like the world's laughing at me. That's exactly what happened to Jeremiah. Exactly what happened to Jeremiah. He did exactly what the Lord asked him, and he was an outcast. Because in a fallen world, the truth is normally not what we want to hear. We normally want to hear the convenient life. Lie. You can be whoever you want to be. Really? You can make up your own identity. Go for it. Versus the truth, 
being baptized, I'm a beloved son of God. For beloved daughter of God. That's an eternal identity. If I have to make up my own identity, I have 70 to 80 years to make up an identity. That's not a very long time. Or push it even further. You can do whatever you want. Whatever it is, bad, good, indifferent, whatever. Your morals, you do you. A convenient lie. Justifying. Versus the truth. We have things that we do as humans that are good for us and things that aren't good for us. And God's the one that created that because he created us. The truth. Not a lie. We live in a relativistic world, which means your truth is your truth and my truth is my truth. That doesn't make any sense. Because that statement alone, everyone has their own truth, can't be a truth. It can't be. So Jesus today says, pick up your cross, follow me. I'm going to suffer and die. And then St. Paul gets into this. I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercy of God, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, pleasing to God, your spiritual worship. And then he warns us, do not conform your lives, yourself, to this age, but be transformed by the renewal of your minds, that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, pleasing, and perfect. Good, pleasing, and perfect. Renewal of our minds. What is the most, what's the best, good, pleasing, and perfect thing we ever have? And this is what Peter is denying Jesus. What is good, pleasing, and perfect is Jesus on the cross. It's good. It brings us salvation, abundance, life. It's pleasing to the Father because it restores us to union with God yet again. And it's absolutely perfect. It's the Son of God giving His life for us. The worst thing humanity has ever done is kill the Son of God. And He uses it as our salvation. The worst thing I've ever done is kill the Son of God in my sin. And yet he loves us anyways. And he moves us closer to himself anyways. And he chooses us anyways. Not because I'm flawed, but because he's perfect. He's good, pleasing, and perfect. And so that's what Peter is denying the Lord. Is to do this good, pleasing, and perfect sacrifice. The ultimate sacrifice. His life to conquer sin and death forever. When Peter tries to deny the Lord his passion, God forbid such a thing ever happen to you, the Lord rebuked him. Why? Because Christ's death on the cross would fulfill the good, pleasing, and perfect will of the Father 
for our salvation. In union with Jesus, we offer our bodies as a living sacrifice to God. And no matter how much we share in Christ's cross, may we make us, may make us an object of the world's laughter and mockery. The love of God is like a burning fire in our hearts. And this is what Pope Francis comments on. True glory is the glory of love. Because that is the only kind that gives life to the world. It is the life-giving glory of love which Christ reveals on the cross. In order for us to have life, somebody needs to die. Jesus did that for all of humanity. We have abundance of life because of Jesus. We have abundance of life because our parents sacrificed for us to have abundant life what we wanted to as parents for our kids to give them life which means my life has to end in a way but in that ending the new life is beautiful and something I never saw coming and it's totally beyond me and so it's the true glory is the glory of love because when I choose to love I choose to suffer. It's not innate, but it's kind of built in us. I'm willing to suffer because I love. Every time we come to Mass, every time we come here, we celebrate all that the Lord has done for us. The glory of love. Giving Himself to us in the Eucharist. Giving Himself to us today, for the first time, for Aiden. In the Eucharist. Being able to be part of the mystical body. Being able to be filled with Jesus. And to go into a world that needs to see that glory of love. Because it won't understand it. It can't understand it. Why would you choose to suffer? It's so much easier not. So much easier to not get married. It's so much easier to not have kids. It's so much easier to just have a dog. What our world is, that's what our culture is. Why would you not want to be committed? Why would you not want to love? I don't want to suffer. And you guys that have been married, that have had kids, know that the life that you have, you would never trade. Never trade it for anything. It's the glory of love living in you. Continue to ask for strength from the Lord for that. To pick up your cross and follow after Him. Not to go about our own way, but to follow Him who leads us to eternal life.